Hey, hit that subscribe button now. You're going to like it. Well, welcome to the Luke Branquino Show. Today's guests and special guests I see here, we got Haley Williams and her dad, Speed. And Haley, congratulations on your huge, huge win in Houston. Uh, for me, it's been an honor or a pleasure getting to watch you rope this last couple months with the American and then with a big win in Houston. Thank you. I appreciate it. How did it feel back and in the box? And I've, I've kind of watched going through the Super Series and the semifinals and, and all that. Back and in the box at a chance at that much money. It's an unreal experience. Um, I was first going around in the four-man shootout round, so I kind of just went and made a run. And I didn't expect it to hold up as well as it did, but... I, I was kind of like, when I drove my calf, I didn't really love him. And so I was planning on being more aggressive, and he beat me out of the gates. And so when you're out late, I just was going to put a time on the board, and it worked. Yeah, it worked indeed. I mean, for $50,000 and number one in the world standings, your first trip, I mean, I don't know what it takes to make the national finals in the breakaway roping, but I'm going to say you're probably there, or if not very close. So congratulations on your I believe your first trip to the national finals, right? Yes, sir. You know, growing up, dad is always like, I would always like, why can't you sit there and watch the NFR? Like, we go get these tickets and he's moving around. It was painful to watch it last year. Like, it's, <laughs> it, it is not, it is not fun sitting in the stands watching what you want to be. At. So, I definitely understood where I, why he can't sit still anymore. Well, I have that same sentiment sitting there watching <laughs> rodeo speed. I mean. Oh, talk about a career of your own and now being able to watch your kids and, you know, obviously Haley excelling in, in an event that, what, 10 years ago we didn't know would be where it's at right now. No, and, you know, that was one of her big questions. She has always been my right hand. When she was little, when I'd get ready to go, she'd have her bag packed and tell me she'd be a good girl. She wouldn't be much trouble, and that was one of the hardest things to drive away and leave. And you try to figure out how she can fit in the plane and go with you in the whole deal. And she asked, Dad, can I make a living with a rope? And I couldn't honestly say yes. I said, but you can get an education. We did softball for a little while. And, you know, she run a lot. And she didn't like to run. And her horse did all the running when she was 11. And she won $1,800 that weekend. And she played a softball tournament all week in the cold and the wind. And afterwards, I'll never forget her looking at the trophy and going, Dad, can I buy a hamburger with this? <laughs> I says, no, you cannot. She goes, I think we need to rethink things through here a little bit. I can get an education with a rope, right? I said, yes, ma'am, you can. And that was her big turning point. Well, and obviously the success you had, eight-time world champion team roper, your partner, Rich Skelton. And I, I got to experience your last world championship with my first. I can remember being in the tunnel, uh, watching you guys receive your gold buckle and for me, it was hard to see a grown man as rich because he was balling. And I was like, <laughs> I was, I looked over, I was like, man, he, he's got, he's got eight of them now. And why is he crying? Well, when I won my last one, that emotion that you have from the first to the last for me, especially was, uh, was incredible. Just, just the, the feeling of, okay, one more down, let's go get another one. You don't know that that might be your last one. Yeah, and that was one of the big things after I won my first world title. The first roping I went to was Odessa, and I had a gold buckle on. I thought it was all going to be easy, <laughs> and I missed the first two steers I run, and that was a huge, huge moment in my life. Like, it doesn't matter what you've done yesterday. You've got to prove yourself every day, and that steer does not have any idea who you are, so it doesn't matter anything. 
every day is a new day in the rodeo world. It doesn't matter how good you did the day before, the next day can be a total disaster. But yes, our eighth world title was kind of different because my both of my good horses were down most of the year. We were in the top 30 after the winter rodeos, and that's normally where we were winning the world. Uh, we didn't even break the top 15 to Reno, and it was the only time we were at the world was after the 10th count in Park. No other world title was that way. That one was probably the most difficult, hardest, longest. We both had little kids at home, and it was uh, a whole nother world. We kind of both knew that the, the journey was over. So Haley, you weren't old enough to get to experience any of these stories your, your dad was just talking about, but the knowledge he brings to the table for you, how important is that to the success that you're having? It's pretty awesome being able to have all his knowledge, but uh, growing up, he would always tell stories and whatever, and we'd beg him for more. And he'll find more just conveniently when we're not there, and we hear about it from someone else, and we're like, <laughs> what? We haven't heard that one. When I went out to the Northwest, he he wouldn't give me any direction. He was like, you got to figure it out on your own. And so my whole trip to the Northwest, there's a, I think there's only two rodeos I entered without truly mapping it out how far it would be. And that was Baker, Montana. I remember it was one of them. And I'm in like Utah or Idaho or somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, we're not driving to Baker, Montana. So I, I turned that one out and quickly realized that before I enter something, I have to realize how far it is and out of the way it is to other rodeos. But lately he's been given a lot of insight, but he, the first year he was like, you got to figure it out. And of course- We had a lot of conversations. We did, after <laughs> I did the initial entering. But the first couple weeks of entering, I'm like, do you think I should do this? That's on you. Do you, have any, do you think I should do this? That's on you. And I'm just like, come well, on, you've done this for how many years? Well, Luke, when her first rodeo, junior high, before she even wanted to become a breakaway roper, <laughs> she, we went to the rodeo. I, show, I saw, showed her where to go find out the draw, find her calf, find the barrier, look at what it was, look at her calf, make an educated decision. I showed her how to watch the start the first year i helped her a lot after that he wasn't at a rodeo after that <laughs> it wasn't like he just didn't help he just quit going and was like i'm <laughs> to school and so it was like you know he cuddled me the first year and then it was like dip in the big sea by myself and i'm like she had two rigs going to junior high rodeos so it was a full-on <laughs> deal and somebody had to pay for it <laughs> so <clears throat> I make a living teaching other people the same thing that I teach my kids. So it's been a fairy tale, but the breakaway has been a new challenge. When it really started, she started excelling in it. You know, one of the big things was that she was wanting to find her a young horse, find her a young horse. She found her a young horse. We come, rode him at the house, and then he didn't vet, and he had a bone chip, but it was on the outside of the knee. It wasn't anything that was bad, but I've never bought a horse with a bone chip. I mean, hey, they got a bone chip, knees and stifles, we run from. I mean, that's right. Just, no, we ain't doing it. My little girl was heartbroken <laughs> on the phone. I can't even begin to tell you. And I was like, all right, make them an offer that we'll give them. They wanted 25 for him. We'll give them 25. They do the vet surgery. They rehab. They get a clean bill of health. We'll buy them. Or we'll give them 20 today. We'll do the surgery. We'll take the chance. Nick and Marissa decided going with the gamble. We took the gamble. And the little horse was quite, quite comical. It's probably as close to Viper as anything I've ever rode, as far as intelligent-wise, athletic, probably has more run than Viper. And But so broke, so just 
but he was very, very green. And she got him, and it was quite comical. He got a little, he overreached one day, got a little boo-boo. And I mean, he got hissy in the box, <laughs> bad the box. And I said, uh, hey, Viper was the same way. He hurt himself. He didn't want to work the rest of the day. And then what was it, like two or three days after that? Like, well, this was like a couple weeks after I got the A-OK from trim from Charlie to start riding him again, ripping. And I make a run, and he holds up the leg he had surgery on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm thinking he just shattered it. He had a pebble <laughs> underneath his shoe. And I don't even mean a rock. It was a pebble that was just causing tension. And I mean, he wouldn't put it down. Viper, same way. He would let you know if the ground was bad. If you went to a muddy arena, you don't even need to put him up. Get a saddle. He will not run in the mud. <laughs> he slips. He walks around like little patterfoots, like he don't like the mud. And he didn't like the feel of it hitting him in the belly. You could run him off down the mud. He would not run. Houston, the chalk line. You throw before the chalk line or he would jump it. You could not warm him up and make him go on the chalk line and touch it. He would cross his feet and he could know where his feet were. Oh, wow. You go back and it'd be a perfect white chalk line. He wouldn't step on it. At Liberty, Texas, it had holes in the roof where the sun come through. Oh, yeah. He would weave them like a pole going through the line. <laughs> wow. We talk about horses and, and how their characters are. I mean, and I could remember seeing Viper watch him. In fact, Dr. Greg, I think, has a big picture of, uh, of Viper in, in his clinic there. And, you know, we talked a lot about it. But how about this horse you have now? I mean, how much has he meant to you? And what has he done for you just in just in the last couple months? Oh, he's an unreal athlete. Um, when we got him back and we had a little bit of an incident, he threw me off at the very beginning. <laughs> he, he bucked me off. And it wasn't like... Not a little bit. His rank. He knew what he was doing, and uh, I, and of course, I'm I'm pretty bad about like if I buy a horse, and if I get a horse in and it's doing great, I'm like perfect. It's getting everything like fancy. It's gonna be slicked off and clean. New tailback. <laughs> I've got my brand new saddle on him. Brand new tailback. His whole setup I just bought for him. He bucks me off. I put the halter on him. I said, Dad, he's yours for a while. I don't want this. And <laughs> I like, I tied him out in the sun. I said, he needs to stand there for a little bit because it. I was hurting. So I did a little research. I called Nick and found out the guy they got him from and found out, hey, I just need to know. I grew up riding 10 to 16 outside horses a month and there's a different way you approach them, the whole deal. And they could not find anybody that would say the horse buck. So I go get him out there, put him in the calf lane, when we were young, I mean, we rode all the bad ones. And I took and got two Milton jugs, filled them up with pebbles and rock, put some sand in there, tied them on the D-ring, oh, yeah. where they'd bounce in the flank, the whole deal. Put one in the front where it'd go under his belly. I mean, he'd look like an old mule sack out there on him. I kick him off in a round pin, and he takes two jumps, fires, bucks, and just looks, trots. I climb right on him, Luke, go pin the cows with the Milton jugs flapping around, going behind his hind legs, the whole deal. And it ain't never bothered him a bit. He's never bucked again, the whole deal. But she, the calf set just a little bit and she got over balance and put her feet uh -huh. in the flank and he was goosey. And I'm not saying bucked, he thumped her. Like <laughs> it was a professional thump. And one other time, she had him about four months going and he was doing really good. And she opened his motor up and he got bad in the box. And she goes, Dad, he's yours again. <laughs> he got real bad to box. I said, the only way I'm going to do this deal is I get him for six months. She goes, what do you mean six months? 
I said, when I'm done with him, you will have a horse. She did not agree to those terms with and I said, you want to ride him? You want me to ride him? This is the deal. <laughs> I think I rode him one more day and he was hot on my shoe. I got two older ones. I'll just ride them for a while. And I took him to ever school. I rode him during the day. Gabe rode him. I mean, he went boot camp. And when I say he got to go different places, you know, I travel a lot, do schools, places. He got to see a lot, do a whole lot. He got a little bit in the box, a little, little mad, but it only took two or three sessions and man, he become so good. And she flew down there to Florida to help me do some schools at 5M and at Steve Monk. And this is quite comical is that Steve is a big fan of Haley, is his own personal coach. She's got to come down there when I do lessons with him. They had a breakaway rope in there at the NTRL finals. And well, mind you, this arena has no place to break away. Like they've got the calf lane, they got the pull up where it falls to shoot help to be safe from the healers. <laughs> and dad's like, You're gonna enter the calf rope in the breakaway. And I'm like, I'm not like this he's five. He hasn't been roped on breakaway at least for a while. My head horse come up lane. <laughs> I had to ride him in the open roping. Oh, first roping he ever been in. And me and Brad placed with a leg. What a one right? place with one second i think we but the little horse big steers like he grunt whenever i mean he was drunk and he got to want to go left and i told Haley, i said all right you need to enter the roping out here she she did not want to it was outside and i said i've been riding him for four months now you need to ride him at the roping heading and healing i'd probably only run 10 calves on it but i did a lot of things scoring moving him around the whole thing putting a lot of buttons on him on the start that and first day though like he roasts on him whatever is a friday the saturday me and gabe are in the 14 i have another run in the 14 and i'm like i was looking at the schedules i'm perfect this is going to line up where both of them are on top of each other <laughs> of course mr over here goes to the to the producer and says hey is there any way that she can enter both and you guys work with her like no problem we got oh, yeah. it and i'm like no no just go ahead and have the roping without me like i'm good and hometown so, jacksonville florida where oh, I yeah, okay. raised i mean the arena is like 10 miles from where I was raised at. They're going to do what you ask them to do, I mean. Working with the breakaway ropers, and then she goes and wins first and fourth. You know what the bad deal was? I still had the horse for two more months on <laughs> my contract. She goes, no, Dad, he's ready. And I, <laughs> I haven't got to ride him no more. You've lost him around and warmed I, him up. You've, he's warmed him up a couple times. Yeah, I've lost my play toy, but I mean, it gave me a vision of what Viper is. He's so intelligent, so smart, can run, so athletic. And what's comical is he almost is like a dog around Haley. Like, he is very protective. He's got to be able to see wherever she is. He's a really unique horse. Obviously, to do what he's done and, and to have a horse have give you that much reminder of the great Viper, that means you got something special right there. I told her it's kind of ironic your first horse you truly purchased has turned out to be what he is. I mean, now she's on the hunt to find the next one. Well, oh my. I'm a backup, and I've got <clears throat> a little five-year-old I just bought from the company as well. And so I'm like, Dad, do we need to go try horses? And he's like, you're not finding another one that quick. Come on. Well, maybe you got that Williams luck in finding one just like him, Haley. I sure hope so. Well, I don't know if I can deal with the attitude of two of them. Hopefully the, the next one's a little bit more like calm-minded and not as picky. He looks like a calf horse. Haley say no, a breakaway horse. Uh, actually, I found out he was a calf horse. <laughs> so I was talking to Jim Bob Fritz, is the one that trained him. And so they sent him to Nick and Marissa to sell. And... <laughs> went into Paige, Bob, Jim Bob's wife the other day. 
she sent me all these photos and videos and she's like yeah he's such a good kid horse and i'm like so he was a kid horse before we got him just not the day he bucked me off obviously <laughs> right <laughs> but i sent her a text at houston before she run her last calf i said hey just go make the best run you can you're you're going to survive whether you win or lose i knew it was such a big moment for her that's a moment that really uh wounds you a little bit with your quest and your journey what an unreal moment it has been such a life-changing experience for her you know in teaching her breakaway rope and i i kind of go against the norm in a lot of things we use a head rope because when she was little i got on her horse one day this is straight up we rope all day long got on her horse tune her horse up a little bit and we had a breakaway rope with a breakaway on it. I mean, a, a poly rope with a breakaway on it. Right. Man, it felt terrible. It was heavy, slow, and when you throwed it and you put any action on it, the breakaway would pop right. on the loop. And we done that a couple of days and I said, Haley, grab a head rope, let's cut it off, let's use it. And I'm like, we've roped all day long. She used to team rope all the time till her number got a little bit ahead of her when she was only 13 and she was a six header. She really couldn't compete with the boys and she really went to leaning more towards the breakaway because the classification system just got ahead of her but you know using a head rope i really reached a lot so trying to teach her to reach was very involved with how much faster you could get it going how further you could send it yes it stays open sometimes they will run through it sometimes you get a big curl but so many aspects of it you could do faster and you know it just come to i got on her horse and it felt terrible like trying to teach a little girl 12 years old to swing something that slow and dead right we rope all day with the other rope and this kind of transition to there's a, quite a few girls out there and a lot of young girls will go to using a team rope because they're so much easier to swing and they stay open well and i was actually reading reading up before this there's a company is it top hand ropes that builds those ropes the halo it's kind of a perfect mix. I like it because the 8XC is a great head rope, and I used it for so long. Going fast, it's awesome. It stays open. But the Halo, you can add a little bit more curl. I feel like it leaves my loops look a lot better, the Halo, so I'm going to say <laughs> it's that reason. Um, and it also probably helps that it won a lot of money this past couple weeks, so I'm not, yeah. <laughs> not complaining. I've been testing it. I've been using it for the last month, and I've, I've been heading mainly with it lately. Probably will be using it at the Vice this next week. Oh, wow. So it, again, refining whatever helps you become more successful. And you guys did that with starting with a head rope. Well, you know, kind of the old tradition, you rope calves with a heavy calf rope. I mean, that's what the calf ropers eat, breathe and sleep. But when you have a very young daughter and you're trying to teach her how to rope and like, we use this all day long, this feels way better. Let's do this. Right. And it worked out and she really went to liking it. You know, a lot of the girls picked with her at the junior high rodeo. She show up with a team rope bag with team ropes when she's in the breakaway. And then slowly, a few more started having them, a few more started having them. And <laughs> like now at the rodeos, there's a lot of girls that use a head rope. It's amazing how one person brings something in that is uh, not known and start winning. And then everybody starts to like, well, maybe there's something to this. Well, there's been more girls using a head rope. Jaggy Hobbs has been using a head rope. I mean, but the bottom line to the whole thing. Hey, Crawford. <laughs> we know who she is. Yeah. He... 
<laughs> we know who she I is. I say younger generation might not know who <laughs> Right, that's true. Is. That's true. <laughs> it's about reaching. In a breakaway, it's about going fast. And I think it has the opportunity to get even faster. You mentioned reaching. Jackie in, I think it was the the Tin Man at the American. She threw a ton of rope and that stayed open and got tied around that neck. And I could, I, I guess I never paid much attention to, but if you have a limber, heavy, dull rope, you're not going to be able to get that rope cast out there and get around that net. You can. It just takes a lot more precise to it. Right. And strength. I mean, you can reach a long ways. It just takes more time. And I'm all about eliminating little bitty steps. Oh, yeah. You, you know, and, and you take a run and you don't go and watch it. And what I do is break down steps and you try to eliminate the little things in a run of what you got to do. The unnecessaries. Take out the necessary is going to speed everything else up. But can a 12-year-old girl reach with a heavy, slow rope? you got to generate a lot of rope speed. <laughs> so are you getting into roping now since that you're done with the bulldogging world? I hear a little bit about it, but I ain't seen you nowhere. Yeah, you have. You let me on your horse at um, <laughs> wherever we You were weren't entered. I used you that day. Oh, was that? Was that? That wasn't That was problem, I was used it? you because Billy Bob Brown didn't show up. Well, I did not impress anybody. That I will say that steer ran way harder than the other two or three. Can, I, can we insert the video? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did somebody video that? I hope not. Oh, yeah. We have it on video. Oh. <laughs> Wait till your birthday comes up. Hey, I honestly felt like speed when I threw my rope, except to the point when I didn't catch. Um, but I knew I let it go. You did a good job running that cow because, you know, they were just going to add a steer on at the rodeo. And I'm like, guys, we can't add a cow if we don't rope him. They said, well, he's got to be better than the one they run up there at Tulsa. And I'm like, come on, you got to find a time to let us run those three steers. I'll get somebody. We don't need to have nobody entered. We'll get somebody to run them. And I said, Haley, you might have to run them if Billy Bob ain't here. And I seen you. I had two head horses down there to run three steers, but we picked a good one out. The one they got put in, they made it back on. They wouldn't have made it back on your cow. No, well, Haley showed out on the two she wrote. <laughs> Jeez. I also jumped the start a little more. You, like, scored him out there. Like, you, there was a barrier I still mean, set up. I thought, well, yeah, I thought I was back at Salinas. <laughs> that sucker run. But, yes, to answer your question, um, and being that the Circle T is literally 22 minutes from my house and they have a lot of jackpots out there, I will probably be dabbling a little bit more in the team roping. Um, for one reason is that paid a hell of a lot better than you can win anything in the Bulldogging nowadays. Except Houston. Well, except Houston. Let's talk about Houston for a minute. Was that not scary Bulldogging? Oh my gosh. You know, uh, fresh steers, it, especially nowadays, which I, and I know you will understand this. Haley, you weren't even born yet. But fresh steers back when I started, they were big. They weighed 550 pounds. They were lumbery. Their feet were that big around. Their tails drugged the ground. You could run fresh steers in those situations because they weren't running and dodging everything. But Houston this year, that was that was scary. In a way, it makes me happy that I don't bulldog anymore seeing some of those. Like J.D. Struckness flipping his horse. Wow. I was in the back when that happened. It was crazy. Like, by the time this one's even gotten back up yet, and he was almost at the chute. And I, all I see is, like, I'm standing here watching the screen because you can't see anything from the back. And you just see all the police guard, police and security just swarming, and they escort some of them out. And I was like, 
oh my, what happened? And then, of course, it went viral on social media the next couple oh, of yeah. days about. Hey, the only thing I will say about the Houston Bulldogging, I didn't skip one for episode. <laughs> like, you watched the Bulldogging. This is like gladiators. That was some wild stuff. You did not know what was going to happen every night. I bulldogged just a little bit. That scared yeah. me. You didn't know what was going to happen from the steer flipping your horse or the flagger not dropping the flag. I mean, there was so <laughs> many things that uh, that didn't happen. And uh, I want to talk about that. And Haley, you, you will hopefully get to experience this. Well, hopefully not. I don't know. In your career. Uh, but Speed, you and I got to with the ERA. Instant replay and rodeo uh, benefits. To me, and I'm just going to give you my two cents. I hate when you show up to rodeo and they have you in and out because it's about production. The sport of rodeo, we have to pay to show up. If we don't win, we got to go to the bank and get a loan. It's not like any other sport. So why not give us the opportunity to show, to have the person that is meant to win, win? Man, I, I don't get on social media and post argumentative stuff. I try to stay out of it. But when Peyton Bray got flagged out the other day at Austin for this as good a heel shot as you could throw, I got on there. And then the deal at Houston and the calf were open. You know, all my point is the judges, my deal at Houston, when it happened, I didn't think the very worked. Could I stand there and tell the whole world, Barry, it work. Riley, you're not going to win the deal. Bo, you're right. going to win it. I'm not 100% sure I could have made that call with my eyes when I seen it. And that was my post, and it's blowed up on there and got a lot of people saying that's what his job is. So his job is to override a barrier system that has worked the entire rodeo to the final calf that's run at that rodeo and say, no, that barrier didn't work. You won the rodeo. Man, there's got to be a way to challenge a call for him and the contestant. Right. You know, in the ERA, it costs you 500 if you're wrong. And I've heard a lot of people complaining about it, but they can't have it where you challenge every call made. 500 might be a little steep, but it's a step in the right direction. 500, Bo would have paid that all day long to challenge that oh, call. Oh, yeah. Peyton then would have paid that, challenge that call. And then if the call don't get right, then you got to go by the judges. But I'm, I'm not here to bash the judges because that is a tough call. That is, they're trying to do their job. And I don't personally think, you know, everybody's against them when they show up, the whole deal of last week. But we've got to give the judge a way to have something behind their back to get the right call. Oh, for sure. And, and you you said we're not here to blast the judges, which on social, a lot of guys, a lot of people were blasting judges. They're not there to try to screw anybody. They're there to try to make, make it as fair of a competition. And for me, if I was a judge, and I made a call and somebody threw the flag, I'd be like, Phew, I'm glad they threw that flag. Now the right person's gonna win. I didn't, I'm not scared of being wrong. And if a judge is scared of being wrong and doesn't wanna make the call, then then I have an issue with that. But as long as a judge is saying, okay, we want the right person to win. If I make a bad call, my bad, let's correct it. And that's what I like to see. And like I said, Haley, you're gonna get to experience that because I just seen the PRCA is talking about implementing the, the replay rule. And, how it affects in the breakaway rope. And I know at San Antonio, uh, Jackie was telling me somebody had their rope break when it was on the calf's back leg. And that happened in Houston, too. Houston. And it was, I can't remember if it was the same girl or not, but. I mean, it's a split second deal. I mean, the judges at San Antonio did, like, 
the, like Aaron went and declared that it was wrong, and some things were said, and it was a. I call it the call, and you know we all rodeo, and I learned it last year that there's gonna be times that it goes in your favor, and there's gonna be times that it's not. Um, I've got the experience with the WCRA has the the flag you can challenge, and so I've got to see it a little bit, and then I watched Dad in the ERA get the experience of calling it a flag, but the challenge flag. Well, and to make the to give the right person the opportunity to win, like we in Houston's the big one. You as well as anybody knows that when you get to the tenth round of the national finals. It might be $1,000, it might be $5, it might be $9,999 that makes a difference in a world championship. And a lot of people don't realize some of that could have been throughout the season, the regular season, you know, prior to that 10th go-round. Oh, you wanna hear something funny? When she won Houston, my first thought was, that'd be good. She won't have to go to California. Her and mom will stay home. I'll get to see my wife and daughter a little bit. And I thought about about 30 <laughs> seconds. If I was 19 years old, I just won Houston. I had a $50,000 lead on my first world title. No, she ain't going to be staying home. She's going to be going everywhere. Poor mama. Yep. And mama's like, you need to clear your calendar. We're going to have two rigs on the road. I said, whoa, whoa, it's one. You're going. Well, I guess now she can't afford to pay for both of us to be out there on the road. That's right. Yeah, huh. look at her turn red. You see that? She yeah. to, we could try to get convince him to go out all year left. He came out during Sheridan, and I was sick, so I wasn't much help <clears throat> all year last year. But she got an inner ear infection right after the Fourth of July. For six weeks, she was pretty much just hanging on the horse, like no balance, no nothing. <laughs> it was a really rough first year. We had a few phone calls of she was going to come home. And I said, you don't know when your inner, your ear is going to quit. It can quit tomorrow. Yeah, just pace yourself. Try to rest up because you get it turned around. And then after her summer, she's had an unbelievable fall, winter, and this year. But me and Mama told her that uh, we're not going to let you fail. Stay out there. Get it done. And it has turned into being... Uh, unbelievable fairy tale winner. Made all the short rounds at all the winter rodeos. You know, it's a shame San Angelo don't have a breakaway, but apparently they don't want to have breakaway at San Angelo rodeo. Really, I didn't realize Angelo. Of all the places, as big as they are in the tie down rope, and you think they'd want to showcase the breakaway rope? The rumor is, is uh, there's a few people on the board that are very anti breakaway ropers, and my first thought was. Whoever they are on the board, we need to get one of those wives or daughter into breakaway. And we'll work that chain of command from the inside. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's no joke. Daddy, I won't breakaway. Speaking of wives. Like the wives, you get the daughters. Oh, no, no. Daughters no. actually have more. Right. Well, of course. Yes, yes. But speaking of wives, Jennifer is the <laughs> driving force behind the Williams family. I mean, she, and getting to know her when I was younger growing up and then watching her obviously help you get up and down the road. And now Haley with you, I mean, how important is mama to the whole, whole family? I joke with her because <clears throat> Gabe's turning 18 and he's like, I want her. And I'm like, no, no, that's not happening. You can go with your partner. I'm keeping all for me. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I go to a rope in a rodeo. I can be going and doing interviews. I come back, I'm more saddled. And then she's also the silent supporter when things go wrong like about fell off at Austin short round the other night so I've seen that 
Big <laughs> Cowboy Channel, right? We see everything. Man, it's a blessing and a curse. I tell you what, my phone blew up after Houston with congratulations, and my phone blew up after with um some jokes about, oh man, at least you stayed on the horse, you know. I was like, for all the years of me rodeo and driving and filming and the whole thing and she was my everything behind the scenes best friend partner we've been married 26 now and uh this one you know when she got pregnant with this one my whole world changed <laughs> and then you know that this one come priority and then this one actually become mine when she was little, like everywhere I went, and then Gabe was mom's. When mom got ready to go, it's quite comical though. Haley wasn't going to rodeo during the summer. She got her first, she didn't get her permit because she turned 18 in December. Her first rodeo she got to enter was last weekend, was Wachahatchee a year ago. We weren't going, we were going to season, go to the amateur rodeos, me and Gabe was going to go, we was going to go around the house. She breaks the barrier to win the rodeo. The next three of them she goes to, she places at. Oh, now, I rode my good horse at where I rode the barrier at and I got on red light, and I rode him at the next three, and I placed. And I didn't tell Dad when I entered freely. <laughs> I didn't know she was going this summer. She, I come in, she's got the books laid out, and Mom says, you're going to enter. I said, whoa, whoa. We actually had a family disagreement and <laughs> said i will help her but i'm not doing the inner says yes you are <laughs> and i said no mama we we gonna have an issue here because here's the deal so many kids i've been around on the road their parents did the inner yeah they whine and complain they didn't want to go here they didn't want the all-night drive they'd rather went here they'd rather go there I said, she's going to spend the first year learning this. This is what she's going to do. I will help her. I will answer the phone call. We can debate, talk about anything. We weaned out Primeville, Oregon. It didn't <laughs> worth going to. It's a long way from Texas. I said, you need to get your map out and look at these places and strategically look how much it costs to go versus how much you can win. I don't know how many miles they went last year, but when I rodeo, I didn't have to drive very much unless we had her wore down. It takes the driving and the feeding the animals and taking care of that with a major priority. When he did get to come with us though, he, so when Gabe made nationals last year, they came up for Sheridan and what was it, the rodeo? Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. <clears throat> and so we swapped. Mom over Gabe, Dad went with me, and this is like I like I had just gotten my double ear infection. I don't think I didn't even touch the steering wheel, and he drove from Sheridan back to Ogden, and then to Nampa, and back to Ogden. And he's like, "This is not what I came." For. <laughs> she was in the trailer the entire time. She didn't get out but an hour to get on her horse and rope. Other than that, she was in the trailer. She had to throw the truck with me. So I I told mom this is uh kind of different. He was not that close about it. He's just like, this is not what I wanted to do. I was supposed to get to visit, see my daughter, the whole deal. And then we make Napa and Ogden the same day. We got a slack start, same day, drive, leave there. I said, this is like yeah, yeah. days driving across there to make two of them. And then they end up running the breakaway at the end. And we had like six hours to spare. <laughs> oh, I did catch a lot of slack from a lot of people. Why I ain't entered, you know, and that's, that's kind of the big question on the
horizon around this household <laughs> is Gabe turns 18. Am I going to go with him? I said, I quit raise, I quit rodeoing to raise my kids. I've got 14, 15 months left and he'll be 18. And I kind of feel like my job's done on that. Well, we had a big talk. I mean, I have a place here I love, but we actually talked to the realtor the other day about putting it up for sale because I ain't going to be home. Neither one of my kids are going to be home. I love teaching people. But right now, Gabe goes with me a lot. Haley used to go with me all the time to do lessons until she becomes a winner, I guess the word put oh, for it. Oh, don't even. I was going she all could, summer off to win much. So I don't know if it'd just be a winner. It was, but, I got uh, red light. I'm I can busy. mention that. You'll go help me do school? Huh? What day is it? <laughs> hey, he told me the other day. He goes, wait, are you going to go with me to this school? I don't know if it's Florida or down south. I was like, well, what is it? Oh, no, I've got a breakaway jackpot. And he's just like. I was going to try to get one last trip out of her, and then she wins Houston, and I know the answer now. You're going to have wife and daughter that way, and you and Gabe this way. And well, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, you guys, I'm sure, will be, you know, as well as anybody, you might be overlapped somewhere or pass them on the way in and you're on the way out. Or, uh, you know, is this going to be a resurgence of Speed Williams? I want you to understand something. <laughs> the look in my daughter's eyes. When she looked at me and goes, you've had mama, it's my time now. Oh, She's going with me. Who better to have her out there with than Jen, who's been there, done that, knows the ins and outs of the business, the trail. The She probably knows more about rodeo than guys have been rodeoing for the last 10 years. Travel-wise, everything about it. She enjoyed it, except for when I took her on a Montana run. That, that was the only time she's like, we're not doing this again. It was, we had, it was sick as well, but we went to Plentywood and then Glendive and somewhere else and the mosquitoes and the bugs <laughs> in Montana. <laughs> and so my horses, all my horses got like swollen everywhere. And I'm like really allergic to mosquitoes or any kind of bite i just swell up super big and so my mom's like stay in the trailer of course and she's like we're not doing this again we drove all the way up to the like tip top corner of montana for plenty wood and so when she said where she was going <laughs> i said baby i never went to those hell no we went to that one we went to one other one in montana uh, we didn't. I didn't do much time rodeoing, so I called Shane Swinky and Corey Mitty and had her talk to both of them. I said, but I don't know nothing about Montana except that it's pretty, it's cool, it's not as hot. And she informed me that uh, they won't be making that run again. But I think there's one rodeo that I've decided that I'll go to, and it's like <laughs> on the like very edge of Montana, closest to another state. And I was like, yeah, we're not. We're just gonna hit that one and go straight down. Like one day. She was by herself, rodeoing with her mom, and she was just trying to go places, kind of have a little map. When when she wasn't winning, her window got a little closer. Like it, <laughs> her map distance to the rodeos got shorter. I can only imagine yeah, right. what Mama's going to have this year with her bank account and wanting to go everywhere. And I have we traded in the trailer and got a smaller trailer, so now I'm like fuel bill is cheaper, and we can just go hit them all. Well, and there's no doubt that your success is just starting. And for me, as such a huge fan of your dad's and somebody that got to be in the same arena as him uh, and got to witness uh, his success, nothing but 
the best for you, Haley. I'm excited to watch you. I've been excited to see you. Um, and like I said, what do they say? The, the world is your oyster. So go and get it. I mean, and who, what better parents do you have to support you and teach you like the way you can? I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Um, Speed, we're going to have to catch up again because I have a feeling your name's going to start getting up there in the standings uh, with Gabe. And that's going to be another great story on its own. But I appreciate you guys coming on the show and, and best of luck to you. Thank you for having us. Enjoy it.